0: Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers on a Wednesday. I've got a unique guest for you today. It's somebody that I've talked to a couple of times. um, He's been in our locker room. uh, Great guy. Has a very unique story. He grew up as an angel. I'm sorry, as a giant and an A's fan, which is fun. And we're going to talk a little bit about both clubs. And yes, yes, yes. We'll talk about the elephant in the room as well. So just to get it started. Good morning, Steve. How are you this morning?
1: I'm doing great, Bill. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on again. I'm, it's it's always fun. It's always a pleasure. And, you know, we always get to talk to the real down and dirty baseball.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It gets, gets exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you have a unique story. So just kind of in a 90 second version, could you tell the top fans that are listening to this how you ended up as a Giants and an A's fan?
1: Yeah, okay. So the uh, the Bay Area, if you're on the west side of the Bay, you root for San Francisco teams. If you're on the east side of the Bay, over to the Oakland Hills, you root for Oakland teams. But all the rest of the Bay Area, which I'm out in the suburbs, and Northern California and Northern Nevada, they all root for all Bay Area teams. You know, you you can root for anybody. So outside of the, the right around the Bay, there's no rules. So I love baseball. I grew up watching both teams. And people would ask me how I could root for both teams. And my answer was simple. It's not like they'll ever play each other when it counts, but of course the world series happened, you know? So I, I got to see the seventies and eighties. I got to see all the A's world series teams. I got to see Will Clark, Clark, Mitchell Williams, Roger Craig, and I got to see the bash brothers and Ricky and the whole thing all the way through. Um, I was also a Raider fan, but when they brought the Raiders back from Los Angeles to, and they built Mount Davis. I was a bleacher bum in Oakland, and my bleachers were torn out to build Mount Davis. And that's when it started falling apart. So I'm, I'm more of a Giants fan, and I had Giants season tickets, but I sat in bleachers
0: in Oakland. So um, I love it. I love it. And and for those of you that don't remember, Steve has a very unique background. He attended. In One season, I believe, if I can remember correctly, you said you attended 186 games in one season. Was that correct?
1: Um, well, one season I attended 173 regular season games, another season I also went to spring training and had playoffs and all star game and everything. That was that uh, was 180 games,
0: okay? One season, so, so I came close, I made you look a little yeah. bit better. <laughs> <on my laughs> mind, was, my yeah. <laughs> so, that's great. All right, so, so. Thoughts on the 2023 season for the Giants and for the A's?
1: Okay, yeah, the the 23 season for the Giants was um, they underperformed. They didn't meet expectations of a lot of fans. And a lot of people didn't really pick them to do well. But um, I, I think there were some issues in the clubhouse that brought out with Gabe Kapler all year. Um, the Giants are kind of in a lot of fans' minds at, at a crossroads right now because – as you know, Farhan's been here for what is his fifth season now. And, you know, people really expected the farm club to pick up and to have a lot of impact at the major league level so far. And I think Gabe Kavler was a, a disappointment of, for, for many reasons, but um, another problem that giants have had is that um, they've had a lot of promising prospects in their farm system, but for, it just seems like quite too long of a time. And they, wouldn't really bring these players up. You, you still hear about him every year and the fans are getting restless. When are we going to see these kids, you know? So, um, and of course, one of the, one of the big problems with the giants is they can't land that big giant free agent. And they've, they've been in the mix for quite a few of them. You know, the whole, the whole flap about um, Aaron judge and, you know, we won't be outbid and they were, and they didn't get him. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. So um you know they cleaned house a bit and Bob Melvin the new manager um he played for the Giants back in my day I saw him personally play a candlestick um I've always liked Bob Melvin I, I liked him with the A's everything so I I think things are they might be looking up a little bit because I got a lot of a lot of the former players that are really close to the Giants organization back in so you know right there there I think things are looking up a little bit I i I have to really watch next year pretty close to make up my own mind about it.
0: Um, okay, so uh, keys on both sides. So, what are some of the off-season key moves that the Giants can do to be competitive, and and the A's can do to lose less than triple digits <laughs> this next season? Yeah, I,
1: I think with the Giants, um, they need um, they need some rotation i mean they pretty much got down to about two starters and then we're trying to like do this bullpen platooning thing all year and i don't think that really worked out so they need a couple of spots in the rotation um and then they need some big bats i mean you know they when they pitch well and play good defense they don't always need the sluggers in there but i i think they need some key bats um You know, so that that, that's the area to look at. And and I think of the the free agent market here with the big names is going to really, really show us, I think, what the future is going to be for the for the A's. I I have a real problem with where the A's are right now, because, um, as you know, the whole Moneyball era since, you know, 20 years or whatever, it's been a real uh, low budget type of a thing. uh, I know somebody in the A's organization and there's, there's actually a large part of the organization is really good. And if you look at, um, if you look at scouting and drafting and some developing of players through the minor leagues, I think the A's are, the A's are a really decent team, but I, I think what the owner John Fisher did was that he tanked the team and they jacked up ticket prices. They almost doubled them prior to last year so that they, you know that a lack of attendance was going to be a reason they were going to use oh see you know we that's why we got to get out of town so i think the a's have some they have some talent you know in the lower levels of their system they don't have a lot of big players at the big league level i mean they last 110 games this year but um i don't know what they're going to do going forward so i really i really can't you know I, I don't have an idea of of what they can do because i don't think they're going to do anything other than concentrate on the move from the ownership level.
0: You know, so, it you know, almost, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: So the, the only the only solution I can see is to develop what they have in, in their drafting and their minor league system past arbitration point and past the big contract.
0: Yeah. If they, sure.
1: if they can take their stars and keep them and build for the future, that's probably number one thing.
0: Uh, you know, I almost feel I almost feel like ownership has watched major league one too many times where they're looking at it and going, okay, if we can just tank the team, then we yeah. can move them to Miami. In this case, they're, you know, moving to Vegas, but I, you know, it, it, it kind of felt, do you remember at the beginning of that movie? You've seen that movie, right? So oh yeah. at the beginning of the movie, you remember who ended up being Dr. Dr. Cox or somebody. Yeah. It, um, But the two, like contractors and they're like, who are these effing guys? Right. <laughs> I kind of felt like that when I was looking at the A's roster this year, I'm like this guy's way past his prime. Who are these? Guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, Tony Kemp,
1: I think a lot of yeah. people know, Yeah, but you know, you don't have a Bryce Harper or anything like that. You know, it, it's, it's really hard. Um, yeah. Um, even, you know, even bench players or whatever, you, you they don't even have a lot of journeymen. It's just no, a lot of no names. And, well,
0: okay. and the tough part for me is looking at it from a business perspective. How do you build on this? Well, now you got to focus in on the move. It's going to be hard to draft players and get players to want to sign with you because they know now that they're going to Las Vegas, but you don't necessarily have a place to play, right? You There's a lot of variables that come into play for the 20th five 26 27 and then the 28 season by the time the stadium is built so it's hard to look at the a's organization and say gee i i can't wait to play there if you're a player you're looking at it going i'm getting paid to go to the ballpark every uh, day i'm going to do as best as i can so i can get the heck out of this organization yeah
1: it's it almost kind of feels like that yeah. doesn't it yeah a springboard um I got a kid playing in college, college ball right now. And I, t- I told him, I said, if, if you would ever get drafted by the A's, that would be probably a positive. Cause you, you know, you could, you could look at probably, you know, ending up at a better team somewhere. So.
0: <laughs> what, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, I did this with the, the other A's gentleman that I interviewed earlier this week. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, the move. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the A's leaving Oakland and going to Las Vegas?
1: Uh, well, for me, it's, it's, it's like a second punch in the gut. Cause like I said earlier, um, I, I was a bleacher bum for quite a long time and I lost my bleachers in the great community out there. And I so I already, I've already had that at the hands of Oakland already. Um, now for this, um, it, it's, it's, it's sour almost every way you look at it. It's it's not just like, you know, teams on hard times and they want to move on. It's, you know, the team caused a lot of this. You know, the team, I think they, you know, they purposely tanked. They got rid of all their players more than they had in the past in the last few years. Um, the, uh, the largest contract they ever signed was 20 years ago, Eric Chavez. And... <laughs> And that was a year before John Fisher took over as owner. So, the, the richest player since then was Billy Butler. He's the highest contract the A's have had, and mm-hmm. I mean didn't say a whole lot. So, you know, I, I don't see it happening in the future. I'm, I'm really I'm disappointed in a move to Vegas for another reason. That's the whole the whole gambling thing. I mean the, uh, gambling you know the Black Sox scandal and Pete Rose. I mean that, the, those are some really deep and dark marks on baseball history. And and it's almost like they're, they're feasting upon it
0: now. So uh, see it ending well. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I like the expansion in the West. Okay. Nevada needed a team at some point because you can gamble anywhere in, in Nevada. It, gets a little unique right and so the problem that we run into right is politics is perception right politics is very little about what you do it's all about perception yeah exactly <laughs> you yeah. could cure cancer and if it's messaged wrong it doesn't work <laughs> you know what i mean i that's terrible to say but um but that being said rob manford uh, manford Anybody, the next commissioner, the next commissioner after that, if they clear Pete Rose while he's still alive, that's the only thing that people ever know that commissioner for. Oh, yeah, probably. so nobody's going to want to touch it. Nobody's going to want to touch it. Now, keep in mind, did you know, you probably know this because you're a baseball historian. Did you know that Mickey Mantle and uh, Willie Mays were banned for life at one point in baseball?
1: yes and um it was not because they were gambling on the game they were like shaking hands at a casino door inviting people in it was yeah. signing autographs creepy. at a casino door
0: exactly yeah, you know, they
1: were <laughs> they were just doing a little business and that you know that was a big deal to you know get them reinstated yeah um but yeah so gambling has always been a huge Problem. I mean, baseball always viewed it as like the worst thing that can ever happen. They've done an about face here in the last
0: decade or two. Absolutely. And it's. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's hard. It, it's for me that the move is 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 difficult in and of itself. It would be a different scenario if the A's were moving and Oakland was getting an expansion team, different ballpark, whatever or if the A's were staying put and there was an expansion team in Las Vegas. Um, But this is a gut punch for A's fans. Um, And honestly, it's a gut punch for the city. What does it say about the city and about the way it's being run, that they lost the Warriors, that they lost the Raiders, and now they're losing the A's? I mean, those are huge revenue-generating things for the cities.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I, I think maybe the city it's getting more blame than it deserves, but I still think there's a lot, you know, a lot to go around.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: and it, it just, you know, there's a, there's a political climate in Oakland where, <clears throat> you know, spending money on sports teams is just not part of a, you know, political deal for them. Um, You know, there, uh, some of the stadium deals they've had, they've attached, you know, low-income housing or affordable housing or whatever it is to the deal. And so it's kind of, there's some complications that have happened. Um, You know, I think one of the the things the city, people people that work for the city, they they know the history of getting burned by the Raiders a couple of times. And, you know, Al Davis's demands. And, you know, so I think there's a hesitation in dealing with the A's. And I think they could say that John Fisher probably really wasn't gonna, you know, go through with this. I mean the, the the huge project that that was that was put together for the Howard Terminal. I, I mean that's I don't know. I'm like, are they really going to build a set? Is is a guy like that who's doesn't even spend on his? He doesn't even pay arbitration out to players. He's going to spend billions on a on a
0: project. So you know that yeah, it, yeah, it's it, hard on every end. Yeah, yeah a it's a city. It's, well, what are they going to do with stadium now? right after this season what are they going to do with it um you know they they're they're not drawing fans so does it become a cal berkeley stadium where those boys can play does it become a sunday beer league softball league? Uh, you know what what's it become and it's and it's yeah. sad it's really really sad but it's well, it's I, it's tough
1: i heard i heard one plan where they we're going to turn it into kind of a, a civic thing where they were going to tear out uh, the upper decks and leave it as the lower deck seating bowl. And there would be, you know, kind of like city softball or some kind of youth leagues that play there, you know, something like that, you know, a community driven thing. And I mean, that, that's just an idea. There's nothing concrete about it. I mean, you have a whole parking lot too, and you, and you have the uh, the arena. That the Warriors played at is right next door. I mean, it's, you know, 100 feet away. And, yep. you know, Warriors are gone. And I don't think you can do uh, too many ice follies, <laughs> yeah. you know, at, at the arena. I and mean, just, it's, it's, no, it's, you
0: know, it's good. There's, it. It, overall, I'm excited for Las Vegas to get what they've wanted for a number of years. I wish it was an expansion team. I really do, because it's hard. I mean, they're even talking about now changing the A's name, the Las Vegas, whatever, High Rollers, or whatever they're going to call them, um, which is tough. But you and I have lived through a number of different changes, right? I mean, I, I've i got thousands of dollars of baseball cards in my house. Um, and some of them are of the kid, right? Gary Carter in a Montreal's Expos jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, you have you have things that just change and it's just the way that it rolls right and um it's hard but it's it's very very i i think it's a good move for vegas to get a team i just don't like the fact that it's the ace yeah that's hard
1: yeah i i'm with you there that that's that is hard and it's not just hard for baseball fans i mean A's fans i, I i'm seeing baseball fans all over baseball it doesn't matter what team you're a fan of, it's affecting them too. They're, they're just, they're incredulous. They can't, you know, they can't believe what's happening. And, you know, it's a a sad day for them too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I honestly, it's, it's tough. Um, You know, I I hope, and I've heard, um, I've heard rumblings of boycotts this season and things like that. And I honestly, I, I'm not going to push one way or the other. But in my heart of hearts, I hope that the fans get what they need out of this season, right? And, yeah, I you know, um, I hope that Ricky comes back, that Dave Henderson comes back, that – I'm sorry, Dave Stewart comes back, Conseco McGuire. I hope they all come back and do something fun, the alumni and things like that because the fans deserve something out of this, period. Yeah. And I mean, um, at the end of the day, I'm the guy that – and I think I may have told you this – I'm the guy that if I was the commissioner of baseball when the 2017 cheating scandal happened and it was found out in 2019, I'm the guy that would have said, "Okay, let's find them the five million dollars max so we can find them, but let's let it hurt the fans so the fans police the players because ultimately the players are only there for in in a good career twenty years, right? You and I have been fans of baseball longer than that, yeah. um, and these players start out as fans." I was the one that said, hey, tell the Astros if they make the postseason from 2019 to 2029 for 10 years, they do not host a home game at all. Whether it's wild card divisional championship or world series at minimate, they don't host. Because I guarantee if you did that, fans would police every single player in all 30 teams. And if there was even a yeah. hint of cheating, people <laughs> would be all over it. True or false? Um
1: uh, there's there's some truth. I, um, I was already ready to go drag some garbage cans out to the first <laughs> trip to Oakland in 2020. Um, but then COVID hit. Yeah. So no fans went anywhere until, you know, the following year. But I'm um, going to
0: tell you a story off record when we're done with this <laughs> that I don't want to share online. Yeah. So, for you top fan rivalry followers, reach out to me after you're listening to this. I got a story, but I'm not going to share it all.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to, I I'll tell you what I plan on doing next year. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's, I, I'm taking it as it will be the last season in Oakland. Um, I'm going to go to as, as many games as I can. I mean, within reason, and I'm going to bring my, I'm going to bring my phone. I'm going to take all kinds of pictures. I'm going to take videos. Um, uh i know some people that they they do ballpark trips and they haven't been here yet so they're gonna oh man i have to come out next year and i think well if you do i'll give you a personal tour that kind of stuff you know and that just there's a lot of memories that uh that i need to you know remember i need to be able to tell other people about him uh you know i one of my kids loved baseball so i, I gotta you know it's just you know it, it i'm not gonna boycott and you know if I, if I bought 10 tickets, that's not making John Fisher any richer. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's, yeah. that's nothing in the pond compared to him. So I'm uh, I'm just going to enjoy myself and uh, I'll buy a ticket for the last game and, you know, probably cry or whatever, but, uh, you know.
0: Well, um, we, we have plans as top 10 rivalry. I think we're going up. I think myself and Amber and maybe our marketing director, I'm not sure if, if, if she's planning on it yet or not, just, she lives out of California, but I think that um, we're planning on doing the the spring training where they play each other one night in Oakland, one night in San Francisco, and hitting both parks at the same time.
1: Oh, yeah, it's the uh, last weekend or last series of spring training, the A's and Giants come back here. It's called the Bay Bridge Series, which it was called that before the World Series happened between the two teams, but yeah. they've been doing it since 1981 uh, when the strike was over uh, they decided to play one game against each other in their home parks to get the fans in, and it was a
0: dramatic success, so they've done it ever since. Yeah, which makes sense yeah. to me, which yeah. makes total sense to me. The Angels and Dodgers have been playing in the, since the 70s, playing what they call the freeway series. Freeway series, right? yeah. and, um And one year, there's two games in L.A. and one game in Anaheim. The next year, there's two games in Anaheim and one game in L.A. Yeah. So, and, um, uh,
1: Maybe someday they'll have a freeway World Series. You know, <laughs>
0: that would, uh, that would yeah. be that would be incredible. <laughs> Fun fact: Mike Trout enters the MLB in 2011. The Angels have yet to win a playoff series since then. Yeah. So that's that's going to be a difficult scenario. Well, wrapping this up, let me give you a, uh, tell me if, if you think my take is wrong on this, but just an outsider perspective. Um, I think the A's are in a lot of trouble for several years. I don't think the move is going to change them. Um, I think that they need to spend some money. They need to get a couple of free agents that are halfway decent. Um, They don't necessarily have to be the Shohei Otanis, but halfway decent and then build from within. Like the Orioles are doing right now. They build from within and they're coming up. Um, The Giants uh, need to do something because the Diamondbacks have proved that they're there. Um, The Padres are going to turn what was... what they term as an abysmal season because remember, it was going to be the Padres all the way, right? The big three talked about, we don't care who we play in the World Series, we're getting there this year. You didn't make playoffs. yeah. Uh, But you have the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks now that um, are going to be successful. I have no idea what Colorado is going to do, but for the most part, those three right there are mm, yeah, they're going to, that's going to hurt. And and so the Giants are, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Giants need to do something quick. Otherwise, they might see 2024 and
1: 2025 some quick. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, um, I agree with you on every point you just made. Um, yeah, they, uh, you know, the Dynamax really were not a surprise this year. You know, if you looked at them, people were saying, hey, you got to watch out for these guys. And that's exactly what happened. I think Farhan is <laughs> a little scare there. You know, I, I
0: got to do something. <laughs> do you realize, this is just fun, but do you realize that the Diamondbacks, if they can hold on to this individual and they've signed a, a longer deal with him already, do you realize that the Diamondbacks could have somebody retiring in their jersey that could have 300 plus home runs and potentially in their career somewhere north of 800 stolen bases in mm. corbin carroll yeah i mean that kid's good that kid yeah. is good and you and i played and watched the 70s and 80s and it was get him on get them over get him in that was ricky's style of baseball right yeah. you walk me i'm on third before you know it Yep. Yeah. and then you know whoever whoever it was uh Carney Lansford or, or whoever was batting second typically got an RBI sack fly um by just taking a pitch or two. And so Yeah.
1: Uh Dwayne Murphy, Carl Lansford, yeah, but several guys.
0: Yeah. And yep. so that being said, um that being said, you're seeing that a lot now with the advent of the pitch clock and the two two rule to throw over and think two disengagements. And so yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, Scott, uh Steve, I so appreciate you. You, For those of you top fans that haven't listened to his prior interviews, this guy is fun. He is a wealth of baseball knowledge, and he is fun to talk to. I can do this all morning with him. Unfortunately, it's midweek, so we got, we got other things we got to do. But I will make sure that I tag him um, in Instagram. Make sure you follow him. He's got some great baseball content. He's got some great baseball knowledge. and. And Scott, I I always look at your last name, Steve. Uh, Steve, I will get you on in the off season with a couple of the other guys. There's some historical stuff that we're going to do. So I definitely want to get you on again. So, but I appreciate you coming on tonight or this morning. I really do. Well, I
1: appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to talking to you again next time.
0: Absolutely. Stick on for a second.
1: Thank you.